630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Goal for the Capitals tonight. He has 11 on the season. He's tied with Brett Hall now. 741 career goals for fourth all time. Rangers absolutely taking it to the Panthers. It's 4 nothing late in the second period. Remember the Rangers after losing in overtime in Edmonton were crushed 6 nothing by the Calgary Flames who are having a great season of their own. Chris Kreider has a goal in that game. He has nine now. And uh, like I said, the Kings up 2-0 on the Maple Leafs. That is after the first. Monday night football is underway. Six minutes in. Steelers lead the Bears 7-0. A couple texts here I want to get to. The Big L, who I'm happy to hear from, says, Reed, I don't know where Friday's OT victory ranks among all-time great Oilers games, but I certainly consider it to be one of the most significant regulation wins in the past 14 to 15 years because it provided a legitimate demonstration of the organization's commitment to being a contending team, something that has been absent or at best fleeting during that grim era you noted. Hopefully they can maintain this kind of effort into next spring and maybe June. That is from the Big L. Martin says, hey, Reed, I'm with you. I want to be able to talk about the game during the breaks in the game. I don't want music, et cetera, blasting away. It's irritating. <laughs> Fair comment. Tony says, okay, so this is what I was bringing up. Is it the fans' responsibility to fire up the team or is it the team's responsibility to fire up the fans? I, I think it's the team's responsibility to fire up the fans. Tony, the pizza boy who says it's a bit of both read i think it isn't isolated to the game prior good performances give the fans a basis to believe in them and then it comes into play during a game where they may be in a slump oilers fans pump them up during the rangers game because they believed in them based on prior performance that's why i say it's a reciprocal relationship they need us sometimes i'm loving this little stretch right now our spirit is back that is from tony the uh, pizza boy uh, i'm not going to read the entire text I got a message from somebody saying that Matthew Kachuk's goal on Saturday against the Rangers was nicer than McDavid's goal. I'll just allow you now. I just I just paused there to allow all of you to quit scoffing, so you, so you could have a few a few seconds to roll your eyes and scoff before I resume the show. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Uh, the Fizzler says, read the game Friday was phenomenal, but I could really live without the continuing, the continued honoring of the old boys club. Maybe that's just me. Well, Fizzler, you probably enjoyed Craig McTavish's speech. He actually made an old boys club reference in the speech. I thought that was quite funny. I, I don't know. I don't know if you did. I, I know Fizzler, sometimes you can be a little humorless. <laughs> Just giving you a hard time. Well, I'll tell you what, Fizzler, that, that's the last number that's going to get retired out of that era. So hopefully you, you, you feel better. You know, here's the thing. I The way I look at it, 
I live in Edmonton. I cover Edmonton sports. If Edmonton athletes are going to get honored, more power to them. Enjoy it. Uh, I think that here's the, here's the thing, Fizzler. If if the Oilers hadn't been so bad for that decade of darkness uh, that I referenced, I don't think people like you would complain as much about the, the past being honored. It's just because we had that such an extended stretch where there was nothing going on in the present that was worth celebrating. But then I think people got angry that, uh, you know, past glories were being discussed. But I don't think that that should preempt the the past being talked about, quite frankly. Uh, and I will say this, Fizzler. Well, you know what? I don't, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk some other day. I, I I always appreciate you a lot, Fizzler. And I know you're probably blushing right now. Uh, Ramorin says Mac T is a very funny guy. He is a very funny guy, and he's now a regular on this show. By the way. He's going to be on again next week. He'll be joining us a couple times a month on Inside Sports. Pretty good. Eric from Red Deer says, Reed, Kachuk tries that move every game. No comparison to McDavid's goal of the year. Well, of of course there isn't. I I just read that text to kind of troll that person back to them because obviously they're a a Flames fan listening to Edmonton Radio because the quality of the product is so much better in this city. Oh, did I say that out loud? Oh, my goodness. What's wrong with me tonight? Okay. Uh, it is seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three to text or call in. So yeah, and I, so I want to I want to just kind of develop this thought just a bit here on what because I always say I don't want the super dogs. I, I don't care about the halftime show. You know, I, I don't care about what the the, the t shirt toss. Uh, I and, and I know. People are paid to do this. I'm not. I am not putting down these people. For the most part, they have good ideas and they're doing what they're supposed to do. And a lot of people like it. I had one person wrote in saying that he agrees with it. Was it Martin who says he he would sooner just talk about the game and enjoy the game? But I, I feel like I personally feel like Friday's game proves my point that if you have a good enough product on the ice, on the field, on the diamond, on the court, whatever. On the pitch, I don't know what other forms of uh, competitive surfaces I'm missing. <laughs> um, if that's what, that's why you go, and that's what people are going to remember. So I don't think anybody went home from Friday's night night's game saying, "Oh, did you see how exciting it was that guy did that fill in the blank contest on the scoreboard?" I don't even know if they do that every game. They do some Jeopardy Wheel of Fortune style thing. I don't know. Uh, yeah, nobody went home saying, wow, how exciting was the t-shirt toss? Those things are, what's the word I'm looking for? Superfluous? Is that a word? They're superfluous to the game. They're there. They can be fun, but they're, they're not necessary. And I, as a consumer, well, actually, whether I'm there as a consumer or as a media guy, do not need them. And in some cases, I actively do not like them. Now, again, I'm not saying I actively do not like the people whose ideas they are or who execute them. That's fine. They're they're doing their jobs. But, but it's all about the game. And that was proven Friday night. Uh, 
Uh, Bill says on the t-shirt toss, it's gone downhill quite a bit. At least they have a small cannon now, but at Rexall Place, they had a huge cannon that would send those t-shirts at you 100 miles per hour. You were lucky if you didn't break a finger. Well, I don't know, Bill. Probably someone did break a finger and they had to do it. Uh, Scott says, what do you say about Duncan Keith so far? I remember you not being very enthusiastic about it the day it happened. All you talked about was his age and uh, hopeful that it turned out. I think Duncan Keith has been pretty good. I think he's had some tough moments. Here's Scott, look, to be fair, here's what I said. And, and I think, Scott, that's quite frankly a little unfair for you to say I wasn't enthusiastic about it because I feel what I was doing was doing exactly what I'm supposed to do as a member of the media, and that is giving you all the information that I had gleaned from people I had talked to and analysis I had read and watched and that I was presenting both the potential upside and potential downside to the deal. So in any personal feelings that I had about Duncan Keith, I don't feel were relevant. Uh, here's what I said in the summer, that if he, he, he had to stay in the second pair for the best chance for him to be successful, and he has done that, and I think that's given him the best chance to be successful. I also said that if you looked at some of his video from last year and from talking to people who I talked to who watched him play and from some of the analytics, and I, I don't like all the analytics, but some of the analytics suggested he his foot speed had, had declined and he was not as good defending the rush. I do think we have seen some instances of that this year. Some instances. It's not happening routinely. He is not habitually getting walked, and, and most defensemen will get walked sometimes, yeah, even the best ones. But the key thing for me was that he stays in the second pair and he stays around those 18 minutes, and that's where he's uh, stayed. And the reason I talked about his age, Scott, is because same reason why some of you guys talk about Mike Smith's age. He's at the age where most athletes start to decline, whether you like it or not. And and that was a risk. I I I no. I guess if you do want to talk about the analysis, I thought yes. I th I probably thought it was a riskier trade than a lot of people. I, I I will say that. You know, I did have to. And here's the thing, Scott. You have to remember, I was getting messages from people saying the Oilers just acquired a Hall of Fame defenseman. Well, I think it's my duty as someone who who works in broadcasting and tries to give the complete picture to say that's correct, but they are not acquiring a Hall of Fame defenseman at the height of his career who is doing all the things that have got him into the Hall of Fame. Duncan Keith, Duncan Keith's Hall of Fame credentials have nothing to do with what's going to happen the next two years while he's an Oiler. So I, I just want, want you to remember that. Now, I will... He's been he's been good, and the team's doing well. So obviously, we're not going to pick things apart. The one that absolutely drives me nuts is make some noise. Why? That's from Martin. Oh, when they just yell "make some noise" into the uh, microphone. Armsworth says you can't not have those things, though. Reed, it's part of the in-game experience. Well, have you ever experienced without Armsworth? I bet you'd be okay. <laughs> Uh, Tony says, I agree with you, but those games are for kids or partners not into hockey as much. It helps me. If it keeps my kids calmer, I'm happy. Let me watch the game. That is from Tony. Oh, Trent said in a very funny message, but I'm not going to read that one. That's pretty funny though. <laughs> All right. 645. We're having some fun tonight. We got to call a quick timeout. It's inside sports on Chet.
Pass across to Panarin. A long game. He'll shoot it. The rebound off is skated in. It goes off of Sabanajad, and it's a power play goal. It's 4-1 for the Rangers. You know, we laid a bit of an egg there early in the second and let in a couple goals. And... Um, but, you know, there's a lot of hockey left, and you just look at what the skill that we have and, and the speed at which we play. I think guys knew that we had a chance to get back into it. I think Leon might have skated by one of their, their guys and said, hold on, it's coming, or something like that. And he laughed at him, and then next thing you know, we banged three. So it was, uh, it was fun to be a part of. The thing with this team this year, it's, it's, we have good vibes. I think we came in after the second. We said we wanted to get one in the first ten. Uh, I don't think the Rangers... Uh, Wanted to take that penalty a couple minutes into the third, but that power play got us rolling. And um, with this group, I don't think we ever feel like we're out of a game. To Barry, over to McDavid on the left. He'll drop it back to Barry. A walk in, scores! Tyson Barry fires that one home. It's a power play goal, and the Ranger lead is now cut to four-three. When you're doing well as a team and you have you know, there's, you feel good about your team coming back. Our team's been a team that we've been able to uh, score at a pretty good clip this year. You, you recognize you still got a chance. So there's no, uh, nobody was discouraged. You're discouraged because you're down, but it's not discouraged. You're more pissed off. You're down. You got to find a way to get back. Barry wired that. All right off the bar. Here comes McDavid. Back oh. in. Outlandish goal. I don't know. He uh, it was almost like he was playing shinny hockey. Came out, touched the, touched up the blue line, and then you know I don't know you guys. I've watched. I've probably watched it two dozen times just online since then. It's uh, it's just a special player in a big moment doing uh, doing what he does. And I, I don't know. I think uh, you guys can't be surprised by that anymore. And I, I we all looked shocked on the ice, but you just come to expect it out of him. And one on four. That is unbelievable. Kevin Lowe said before tonight's game that he's the luckiest man alive. There might be one man on the planet who can make that play. Connor McDavid. I mean, serpentining his way through the New York Rangers defense. That is as good a goal as you will ever see. It was amazing. That's the nicest goal I've ever seen him score. I think one comparable that I told him after the game was the one he came back from his collarbone. Remember in, uh, who was it, against Columbus? And he danced that guy pretty good. And uh, But I think that goal Friday night trumps that one. Uh, it was pretty, <laughs> pretty unique, just the way he was standing still, essentially, at the blue line and then just exploded. Then the rest speaks for itself. It was pretty impressive. <laughs> McDavid trying to get it free. It does get free. Nurse has it left side in front of the net. All alone. Dry saddle. Scores! Leon Dry saddle with the overtime winner. And the Oilers win it. Six. Five. Yeah. Cam Moon with the call Friday night. Cam doing a great job, of course. You're at Bob Stoffer's voice in there as well, along with Zach Cassian. Tyson Berry and Dave Tippett love that clip from Barry about Leon Dreisaitl saying to a Rangers player something along the lines of hold on it's coming 
when uh, the Oilers were trailing 4-1. And as Zach Cassian said, they got a good vibe this year. They got that word belief that Rob Brown often talks about uh, when it comes to uh, hockey teams playing well, playing with some confidence. Oilers at Detroit tomorrow to start a five-game road trip. Face-off show is going to be at 4 p.m. right here on 6.30, Chet, and the game will start at 5.30. You may have seen some photos online from the, the Oilers' Halloween party, which they had last night. Had to have it a, a little later than Halloween because of their schedule. My goodness, Yessi Pugliarvi actually dressed up as a Bison King. Did you see that, Kellen? I did. He actually dressed up as a Bison King. Talk about a guy who's embracing it and embracing the fans and just enjoying the vibe. Speaking of vibes, he actually dressed up as a Bison King. Fans were chanting Bison King on 104th half through the window while he was doing his post-game media availability after the win on Friday night. He gave them the little shape of the heart symbol with his two hands joined together. Man, oh man, I what an incredible turnaround for, for that player. I do think he was mishandled by the organization early in his tenure and then, you know, kind of wasn't able to grab it. Ken, Ken Hitchcock said, call Yessie up. I'm going to coach him. And then he played Yessie even less than Todd McClellan did and then got injured and had the hip surgery and he's going back to Finland and he's never going to play for the Oilers again. And now he's uh, sort of a folk hero. People love his personality, and uh, he is the Bison King. And he had a good, another good game. Got a couple of big goals, big slap shot. He's going to the net. I think he still has some things to work on, of course. Who doesn't? But he's, he's certainly contributing. And, uh, I, I, you know, I've said this a dozen times. I, I had no idea what to expect at the start of last year when he came back. He's uh, He's been pretty good. He's been pretty good. He's fun to watch. He's uh, fun to listen to. His personality is a lot of fun. Absolutely. Okay. I'm, I'm going to ask Kelly Rudy about Halloween costumes too. He must have had some good ones back in his days playing for the Los Angeles Kings. wonder if Gretzky ever pulled something extra, extravagant out of the closet or got any of his Hollywood friends to help him. And, of course, we'll get the goaltender's perspective on McDavid's amazing goal. Bob Stoffer will check in as well from Detroit as we take you through Inside Sports on 630 Chad. Thanks for tuning in. Back after the news. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.